Um, so welcome back to the podcast. Uh, today I have Hannah Audiferin. Say hello. 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 Um, hello. <laughs> so right, this is the Black Spirituality Podcast. Um, as you know, you tuned in. Um, there is no script here. I didn't write an outline because Hannah is my friend and she just wanted to be on the podcast. So, <laughs> so I'm like, okay, let's, let's be on my podcast. We can talk about, um, growing up in the church, whatever, but this is like a wild card episode. I didn't do an outline. Um, so we're just going to vibe out. So welcome Hannah. Hello. I'm very happy to be here. Yes, I did really want to be on the podcast. Jordan was the first of my friends that podcast to let me on and talk my shit. Oh, I'm not supposed to curse. I'm You're not supposed to curse. No. Yeah, this is a family-friendly podcast. Um, so, Hannah, tell me yeah. about your upbringing in the church. Um, so, both of my parents, I think my dad always grew up in the church but my mom I don't think she really had a strong church upbringing she was the one that brought her family to the church that she started going to Mm -hmm. and I don't even know how she got into that that probably would have been good to ask her like how she (laughs) woke up one day and decided you know what like my life's kind of gone awry let's find some meaning and went to church but she's the one that like brought my aunt and my grandparents to that church and so my parents actually met at church they were both deacons and I think my mom's friends like set her up on a blind date Mm -hmm. with my dad and after she had already told him like no more Africans (laughs) (laughs) not no more Africans oh my gosh and then she's right though and <laughs> I mean, my dad is very much like, you know, no parent is perfect. And, but my dad is very much like, I don't know, not the typical African man. And we thank God for that. Um, but they met in the church and they were both like pretty, not high up, but they were like deacons and like ran the children's church or like, you know, they would have their own like preaching days or whatever. Mm-hmm. Your mom got up on the pulpit and preached? I believe so. Oh my gosh, I love her. She's so iconic. Anyway. Um, so yeah, so they like obviously met in church and like Christ was a very big part of like their relationship and everything. And so when they started having kids, like obviously we were brought up in the church. And even we were when we were living in um South Carolina, I remember them still being pretty like involved in church. Like my mom was in the choir, like me and my older sister were like on the dance team and the kids choir and you know, all that kind of stuff. And it was a very like very Christian home. Like I remember sometimes when we would like be about to go to sleep, my parents would like come into our room so we could pray before we go to bed. And then we just have this like jubilation moment where we would just scream hallelujah and praise God, thank God, and like jump from bed to bed. Just like, we love you, Jesus. Oh my gosh, come on, praise break. (laughs) No, literally, we would just like, I don't know, and like us kids, like we really looked forward to it because it was like the only time we were allowed to jump on the bed. (laughs) We would literally jump up and down on the bed, running around the room. Thank you, Jesus, we love you, hallelujah. Like screaming at the top of our lungs like three nights a week um (laughs) uh so we would do like a lot of that and then when we moved to Nigeria Nigerian churches are just a different 
beast of Christianity. Like, you were born in Nigeria, right? Or did I make that up? You made that up. I was, none of us were born in Nigeria. We, <laughs> okay. Um, me and my older sister, we were both born in D.C. And then we moved to Chicago where Zoe was born. And then we moved to South Carolina where Aya was born. And then like Aya was like a year and a half, maybe two, not even, because he was born in 2001 and we left in 2002. Aya was born so in was, 2001? Yeah. A child. He turned 20 in November. He's turning 21 this year. How do you, I mean, that's not, we don't have to talk about that. We could talk about that on FaceTime, but you're getting old if your little brother is turning 21. Like, and I'm five, I'm six years older than him or five years older than him. I'm turning 26 and he's 20. So I'm like six and some, or five and some change older than him. Almost six. I'm like, Jesus. I cannot imagine having siblings. Anyway, so when you moved to Nigeria... Nigerian church was like a different beast like my parents almost became like stricter like my dad was very much like oh like if I wanted to wear like like this bodysuit like a dress but like a dress but like with no sleeves Mm -hmm. sweaters I couldn't my parents say they don't remember this you weren't allowed (laughs) to wear like red nail polish black nail polish like mm-hmm. i remember those it, days it they're like it's i'm it just you know they're like we don't remember but i'm like i remember it because i wanted <laughs> red nail polish and you were like no no harry potter no i'm surprised they even at the time let us like read twilight and stuff like i remember i asked my dad to get me uh i was reading this vampire series and i was like oh you're going to england can you get me the next book in the series and he's like I don't know how I feel about feeding your like vampire habits. And I'm like, it's a fucking fantasy. I'm sorry, I can't curse. It's a fantasy novel. Vampires are not real. Please, I need the next book in the series. Oh my gosh. Um, but yeah, Nigerian churches, just to circle back. You know, America churches, it's very much like you go to church. What? Sorry, real quick. What denomination was this? We are non-denominational and people like to say that's not a denomination but it very much is like there's a there's a type like you know there's no tradition but there's almost a tradition in the no tradition no like formality Mm -hmm. of not going to a baptist church and like so i believe non-denomination is a denomination but yeah i we were never like baptist and i always thought like it was not crazy is the wrong word but me and my mom, we would talk sometimes, and I and she'd be like, "I just find all that hollowly distracting. Like people jumping up and down, screaming, crying, you know, falling out. Like, and not that you don't catch the Holy Ghost at non denomination. What about your nightly praise breaks? Is that not the same thing? <laughs> <laughs> that is in the privacy of our own home. Okay, all right. <laughs> like, and in Nigerian churches, it's very much like that like people would be falling out you know releasing their demons I don't know how much of it was real because I feel like there is a lot of fakeness in the in church in general but especially Nigerian churches like Mm -hmm. you weren't doing this last week with the pastor that we see every Sunday but now that we have a guest pastor you want him to come and put his hands on you and all of a sudden it's (laughs) And you're rolling your eyes, they're covering you in blankets while you're 
screaming, crying, like literally rolling on the floor. Yeah. And I'm just like, so, and I don't, I don't know if I ever finished my sentence. Nigerian churches are just a different beast, a different level of Christianity. Like you will go to church for three and a half to four hours. Like I would get a text from my parents sometimes be like, we're leaving. <laughs> like <laughs> me to step the car because it's like, how many, like, we love God. You can never say too much about how much you love Jesus. But this church session in particular <laughs> is running a bit long. We've talked in circles. Yeah. Church is just, you know, it was very, um, and now my parents are kind of more like, do what you want. How did that happen? I, I feel like, I don't know, because when we first moved back to America, when we first came back to Georgia in what, 2013, for like the first year and a half, all my mom would play on, like every time we got into the car was the Christian radio. The Mm -hmm. only thing. And she'd be like, why don't you guys talk to me in the car? And we're like, because like, we love God. We want to hear something (laughs) else, please. She's like, I don't want to hear your cursing music. I was like, but they don't curse on the radio. They do not, they don't curse on the radio. It's it's and illegal. she's like, it's still the undertone of the song and all this sexual, super provocative rap music, guns and this. I don't want to hear it. I'm like, okay, well, you're not going to talk to us in the car then. We're going to have our own music in <laughs> and it's going to be cursing. But I don't, I think it's just, you know, realizing that they can't control us as much as when we were in Nigeria and now we're all older. So it's very much like, you're going to live your life. I'm here to guide you if you want my guidance but at the end of the day like you're an adult now so like you have to make the decision to continue to want a relationship with God and I feel like we've all twins circled back to being very much like I want to go to church like I'll read my bible I'll have bible study with my friends like but I think twin is the oldest sibling yeah, so Toyin's the oldest sibling, then it's me and Zoe and then Ayo. And so I kind of fell out of it. I, I want to say probably when I went to New York, because I was probably like being away from like my family and not even knowing like which church to go to, even though I was going to a Catholic school, like I'm not Catholic. I don't ever plan to be Catholic. Like I'm not going to Sunday mass. It was just too much to start waking up to go to Sunday mass. And then like, I'm not Catholic. Why am I at a Catholic church? Like, like there's such formalities in the Catholic church. That's what we just jump into to start going yeah. to the Catholic church. So it just wasn't like possible, not possible. I just, I didn't care to do it, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so being away and not going to church, I went to church once, I think maybe twice in the two years that I was at St. John's. Um, and I just you know fell out of it and not that I stopped loving God and he left but I just you know laziness took over and then questions (laughs) started setting in and then you know as I became I guess more worldly I'm like you know what this is I I don't know about this like it's it's so what kind of questions what kind of questions were setting in it's just like you know especially growing up in Nigerian churches you're like don't ever question God like it's yeah Nigerians in general see questions as a form of disrespect like how dare you 
you as a child that knows nothing about the world how dare you question me the authority and of all people god he mm-hmm. made you will wipe you off in a second how dare you question me <laughs> like so it, so it's things like 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 seeing the way that the world is going even now i saw these same questions like you know we have to they say like i have at at the end of our lives, like we'll answer to God for our, for our own crimes. I kind of feel like God has some explaining to do Himself, don't you? Think? <laughs> because, like, what actually? What the hell is going on? Yeah. Like, like, why are we? Why, why, why are you silent? Is it just because I'm not talking to you? You don't want to talk to me, and now we're stonewalling each other. But like, <laughs> in general, in the world, what is going on? The world is going to like crash yeah and i don't want to hear oh it's all in god's plan he works in mysterious ways what kind of god rules with with this iron fist that like everything is just falling apart and you don't step in yeah like it's it's just it literally makes zero sense to me and then the whole like and i guess it's because i grew up in church in nigeria for the most part but like the whole thing of like fear god like why should i fear this being that loves me unconditionally you know wants me to love him back why should i fear that every action or inaction every thought that i've ever thought to think or said out loud is counting almost like on a tally of like Mm -hmm. good thought bad thought good action bad action and if at the end of my life i have one more bad action then i do good actions i'm gonna go burn in the pits of hell for eternity like yeah. that's the way that they teach you in Nigeria. Like, oh, you can't think these things. You can't do these things. You're gonna go straight to hell. And like, that's very scary. And I told you the story about the the youth pastor that was like, I he had his own vision or dream of hell and woke up like in a pit of sweat. No, and no, was, like, I don't remember. Church. What are you talking about? You have to repeat so, this whole story. So, so what happened was we get to church Sunday and we're in like our youth church for us teenagers or whatever. And the youth pastor is like, guys, this past weekend, I had a vision in my dream. I saw heaven and then I went on a trip, a physical, mental leave, whatever trip to hellfire. And I woke up, it was if I jumped inside a swimming pool and I came out and laid in my bed. I was soaking, soaking in just sweat, drenched in sweat. And it scared me to my core. I, I, I was very very afraid <laughs> the story's not funny that sounds really traumatic but you and this accent get me every time <laughs> and and so and so it's like i want all of you every night until it happens to go and pray i do that, remember this yes to go and pray that god or angel gabriel whoever <laughs> takes you on a trip to have no a vision of heaven to see the land of milk and honey all that your heart desires whatever heaven how beautiful it's going to be and take you on a trip to hell so you know exactly like, what to do in your life for that <laughs> thank you and so i remember the first night i was like mm, god i don't really know about this um if it's your will then i guess take me to hell just so i can see so i don't like i know how to act the rest of my life so i don't end up here but then I'm like no this is scary I don't want to go to hell and then I started feeling guilty yeah like for not praying the prayer 
for not praying the prayer. Um, Because this is a youth pastor who clearly has some connection to the high above that Mm -hmm. I don't, if their angels are coming to him in his sleep to take him to these places. Like I should be listening to him. He knows more than I do, but I'm like, that's so scary. And so just the whole idea that like every single thing I do is counting for against me, me talking to you now, is this good? Is it bad? Well, you have to answer for this at the end of your life. Yes. Well, I have to, and, and the way they would explain it was that, that, you know, God will show you your whole life and be like, remember this time you lied? Okay, we're going to keep that in the bad pile. We have this time that you gave $20 to a homeless man. Okay, you're feeding your neighbor to the good pile. Showing you your whole life. And if you've repented for your sins, that they'll just be the blood of Jesus on the screen. Like you're sitting in a movie seat. And I'm just like, "Mm -hmm." Yeah. None of it makes sense. And, you know, just the question like, okay, God is omnipotent, omnipresent, omni all-knowing, all-seeing, whatever. Omnipotent, okay. Sorry, oh. you said omnipotent, and I was like, he smells? I can smell him everywhere? <laughs> anyway, I'm um, sorry. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, he's just, he's everywhere at all times at any given moment. Yeah. He knows me, you know, he was before I am, or I am before I was. Well, I don't know what the saying is. He, he made me, mm-hmm. you know, he knew me before my mom knew me in her womb, whatever. So he knows exactly what's going to happen in my life. He knows that I'm going to walk out this door and I'm going to fall down the stairs and crack my head open. He <laughs> ordained it. Okay? This is the path he set for my life. Yeah. And I supposedly have free will. Why would God create me knowing or create people in general, knowing that some of us are destined, no matter what we do, we're destined to go to hell? Yeah. It's a fair question. It, 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 you know, and they're telling me free will. How do I have free will if God knows my entire life before I lived it? And he knows that I'm going to do things in my life that are going to send me to hell at the end of my days. I think that that's something that I questioned a lot too, um, because they would, I mean, I don't think that my religion really outright preached um, predestination I think it was more so free will but then the things that they would say like imply predestination and I'm like so what's the truth what's going on and they're like oh well you know God knows everything he knows every every action every inaction every I'm like so what is the point of me actually being on the planet you could just create me and send me to hell or send me to heaven like it doesn't really what is like, it? Is he bored? Like he's just doing this because he's bored? Oh my God. Do you know those games? Oh my God. So I play a lot of games on my phone and I get like a lot of game ads. There's this one game that's like, um, no, no. Um, but there's this one game ad that's like, you're basically sending people to heaven or hell and you see, you see the stats for their life and you, and you just swipe. And you just swipe like it's Tinder. You just swipe them to hell or you swipe them to heaven. And I'm like, is that what, is that what it's going to be at the end of my life where he just. And that's what it's giving. And I don't think that, that, you know, I know that's not fair, but it just doesn't seem right. Yeah. Like to create me, let me live my life. Let me think I have autonomy over my life. But you've already decided before Mm -hmm the sperm met the egg that this baby is gonna go to hellfire yeah like 
And so even I that, I kind of just think that the churches we went to were wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Like very much the church that we started going to when I moved back to America, it doesn't preach that like brick and mortar. Is that what it is? Brick and mortar? Brick and mortar is like a physical Fire and store. brimstone. Fire and brimstone. <laughs> <laughs> I was like... <laughs> I had no idea what you were talking about I'm like okay <laughs> it doesn't really they don't really like I find American churches don't really preach that fire and brimstone type um Christianity as like Nigerian churches do so it's very much more uh God loves you no matter what kind of thing but so he loves me but it's still with the undertone of like some people are gonna go to hell some people so are gonna go to heaven when you moved back to America, what kind of church were you going to? Were you going to a black church or a white church? A white church. Okay. And that's why. Very, because very much a white church. I feel like, so I would, um, I went to an Adventist school. And so I would want to go to church with my friends, but my mom would still want to go to the black church. So what we did was we went to like, I think like second service at the white church, um, which was like 10 a.m. or something. I would like go to Sabbath school and she would um, go to second service. And then we would go to the black church that started at 11. Um, And the difference, (laughs) the difference in like Sabbath school at that white church where it's like, oh my gosh, Pastor Mark, if you're listening, I still love you. You're great. Because Pastor Mark would be like, God loves you so much. And he just wants you to be with him in heaven. And there is nothing that you can do that will stop God from loving you. And he just wants you to be with him in his like, I was going to say love palace. I think that that's a poor choice of words. <laughs> but he just, he just wants you to be in, in heaven with him so you can experience his, his pure, his, his, um, his pure love for you. And Pastor Mark would like take us on camping trips. It was great. He was just a great youth pastor. Then we would go to the black church and it was like, if you don't repent for your sin right now, today, come to the altar. Who knows when you'll have another chance. Oh my chance. God. Who knows? You could leave church and get hit by a bus. Who knows? You need to come to Jesus now. And I'm like, dang, did y'all have a quota to fill of people that had to come to the altar? Because the way that you were, I'm like 11 years old. Like maybe, I don't know. But like, if, am I, I'm like, that's not something an 11 year old should have to worry about. Yeah. Eternal damnation. I'm 11. I'm 11. I would, I would say that the church that, um, I don't remember much about the church in South Carolina, other than like, we did do like choir and stuff, but the church that my parents grew up, not grew up in, they didn't, the parent, the church that my parents met in, it had been a part of for many years. Like my godmother is a very high up deacon at that, or pastor, I don't know, deacon, pastor, whatever, very mm-hmm. pastor Deborah, like she's very much super involved, like in that church and same with her husband and like that's how I met Clifton because his parents went there and their my parents and his parents were friends before both of us were born all other kind of stuff that I will say that that church is it's a black church but it it never also gave the tone of fire and brimstone that's why I used to love to go to church in in America when we would come back for the summers and we'd go because it was like a like a God loves you no matter what kind of situation mm-hmm. in stark contrast to my Nigerian church where they're like, you must be bent. 
I remember, oh my God, one day we were having a prayer session in, in the youth church. Why is my cousin calling me? I'm not going to answer this. We're not going to quick trip to take pictures. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, Why aren't you outing her like this? <laughs> Um, we, um, we, we were having a prayer session and he was going around the room, like, can you speak in tongues? Hey, can you speak in tongues? Hey, no, like going to each person, like, can you speak in, cause he wanted somebody to speak in tongues. Mm -hmm. And, um, he's texting me now. I'm so sorry. He's so unprofessional. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and, but he was so like shook to his core that none of us could speak tongues and I'm like this is just, like this is just something that you pick up like why it's, 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 it's you know they call it quote the fruit of the spirit if I don't have and there are different fruits of the spirit yeah. I could be raising people from the dead and you're upset that I can't speak in tongues like he was so like no no this is not good you people need to, and is it, need so to get crossed I didn't grow up speaking tongues like that's not something that you did at my church but um and you and I have talked about this where I'm like "Mm, I don't know and you're like but I've seen it and I'm like okay um is that not when the Holy Spirit comes over you doesn't the Holy Spirit have to come over you to speak in tongues or is that something that you can do all the time I think just like at the Starbucks you could just start speaking in tongues I think everybody the way I interpret it is like the Holy Spirit comes over you, but I feel like everybody has their own like personal style of speaking in tongues, which is and it's very particular to you. But also like if you have the gift, I remember one time I asked my mom when I was younger, I was like, "Can you teach me?" Because like both my parents can speak in tongues, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Can you teach me?" Like, oh my God, like I want to speak. And she's like, "It's not something that I can teach you. It's something that comes to you when you you know develop your relationship with Christ." You know, I wish I could, but, you know, it's really something that's personal to you. And so everybody has their personal style. And so I feel like it is something that primarily happens when when the spirit comes over. But then, like, if you do it so much, you kind of already know what your style is. So you can make a joke and be like, and that's really something that you would say mm-hmm. when you were speaking in tongues because you've just done it and you so often. So there's times where you're really, truly in the spirit speaking in tongues. And then other times, you know, you're making a joke on Twitter, yeah, and I caught the Holy Ghost. <laughs> and, but that's something. But that's something that you would really truly say, yeah, when you're speaking in tongues, yeah. So that's and then I feel like you know people can fake it if you're really good. I'm not because I would just be saying ha ta 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 ta, and people would be like, girl, you sound like that um that vine from a couple years back with that guy in the mirror with the gun who's like. Okay, so thank you for that extensive background. Wow. I'm like, I don't know what we're going to talk about. And then here we are. So anyway, where would you say you are now? I'm very much like a, you may beg to differ, attempting to be a good person. You said I may beg to differ? That I'm, not, I'm attempting to be a good person. Oh my gosh, why would I disagree with that? That's so awful. <laughs> because I said that I'm chaotic good, and you're like, mm, I think you're chaotic neutral. I'm I like, think you're chaotic <laughs> neutral. Do you know someone called me chaotic evil? I think that I'm chaotic neutral as well. That's rude. I think they might I'm, be great, though. 
what is the there's chaotic and then what is the other one good or what lawful is the, it's lawful, lawful neutral and chaotic okay so maybe earlier before the you started recording i think like girl might be lawful evil yeah okay. not <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say you know just like I remember sorry I won't name names I was talking with the group chat uh this was a while ago mm-hmm. and we were talking about my international lover and he did not grow up in the church at all like under any circumstance like his mom his mom is catholic and his or grew up catholic i guess because her family's italian and his dad is egyptian and lebanese so he grew up muslim mm-hmm. but he him and his brother like don't ha- didn't grow up like under anything at all um and so i was talking with group chat you know they're giving me hell about him and they're like, you know, how do you feel about him? You know, you grew up with the church and some of that still resonates with you today, but obviously not as much. But like, how do you feel about him not having like a religion that he subscribes to? And like, how would you raise your kids? And I'm like, I literally don't think about it. Like, it's not a deal breaker for me if I was to meet somebody who is an atheist or an agnostic or a Buddhist or a or a Muslim or, or another Christian like it doesn't mean anything to me because I think at the end of the day as long as you are a good person with good morals like and I don't think you need religion to give you your morals mm-hmm. you should know not to steal you should know not to cheat people like and that's more about your like the way your parents raise you I think more than anything and the people you surround yourself with and you don't have to grow up in the church knowing the 10 commandments being able to recite the books of the bible and hearing about moses and and elijah and hannah and king david or mm-hmm. and david and goliath or whoever to know right from wrong and so i think i'm very much like a, if i ever come back to the church like i and i've thought about it like i think maybe like at the start of the pandemic i was just kind of like you know i have a lot of questions about my life and i kind of miss going to church and i think maybe more specifically black churches like there's something about like a black church like the kirk franklin songs and the fred hammond songs like i don't know it's something about it that's just really like family to me and even Mm. though they're not perfect and they're very much problematic (laughs) I missed that and I was like maybe I'll go back to church but I just never got around to it because of the pandemic but I just you know I'm surviving trying to be a good person (laughs) in general regardless of if I'm going to church or not yeah I mean like do you still would you classify yourself as agnostic as Christian still like I think I'm still a Christian. I just am like non-practicing. Like, you know, when you have Muslims who like will drink and smoke, but they'll do everything, but they won't eat pork. Like, yes. Yes. <laughs> those are my Adventist friends. Yeah. <laughs> that's me. Like, I'm, I, I drink, smoke. I've had premarital sex. Yeah. You know, Shame on you. Oh my I gosh. Don't... How could you? I'm so sorry. Like, <laughs> I do all those things, but like, I still consider myself to be a Christian in some regards, just not practicing. Like, I couldn't tell you 
I don't own a Bible anymore. Yeah. I have no idea where my last Bible that I owned went. It's probably in a box somewhere in my mom's house. Because, like, wouldn't you feel bad, like, giving away a Bible? Yes, absolutely. I think I <laughs> did, though. I think I, I, I like I just Bible. it's just something that it just has to like just live forever like and even and even even if you like don't you keep it in a box in your attic somewhere you like can't throw it away well like, I could just, give it away I would never throw away a bible I don't go to church anymore but I don't know I feel like that's bad luck to throw away no a bible. I remember no I remember there's this movie called um the right or something like that I, I, I think that's the name of it. But there was this guy, this priest who would like be performing exorcisms. Mm-hmm. And he, um, I guess, had been possessed by the demon or the devil, whoever like left the body of the exerciser, exercisee and into him. Mm-hmm. And, but he was like, he was like really battling with it a lot. Like, no, I'm good. I mean, the devil's like, I'm not. And so I remember he was, <laughs> he was talking with, I guess, it's really hard to explain this he he was talking with another pastor and I guess it was like the physical body of Satan mm-hmm. kind of and the the dude Satan is like has him like pinned up against this wall and he's like whispering in his ear like follow me like you're going to hell da, 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 da. and he's like no like I choose God he's like nope remember that time that you were angry with God and you had that rosary in your hand and you cracked the, the little cross crucifix at the end you cracked it in half you've chosen me every single day since that day and I was like oh <laughs> and then I'm thinking back I remember when we we're still living in South Carolina my mom's sister my aunt gave me and Toyin these bibles and they were like it's like a kid's bible and I have these like comics in them mm-hmm. which would tell like you know uh, like stories of you know this is what you should do or this is how you to be a good person and give you like a little story with a comic in it mm-hmm. and Zoe got an electric toothbrush and I was like I don't want this bible I have a bible I want the electric toothbrush and I threw the bible and when I saw that scene in the movie I was like <laughs> I I'm, I'm I'm going to hell yeah. I every every day since that day when I was five years old and I threw a Bible on the ground, mm-hmm. it's over for me. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> literally, it was an outer body experience. I was like, I literally, I remember pausing the film and sitting there like, Hannah, like, have you repented enough for that sin in particular? But you've repented for other things in your life. That sin in particular. That's the one that's going to send you there. That's the one. That's yeah. the, like, how, Hannah, how disrespectful for you to throw a Bible to the ground because you were being a brat and wanted an electric toothbrush. Will an electric toothbrush save your eternal soul? Carlina's your next to godliness. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, I hate you. <laughs> oh man. No, I feel that though about just like vibing out and trying to be a good person. Because even in um other spiritual practices that I've like lightly researched, it mm-hmm. is a it's a religion. It's going back to like organized religion. And I think that that's my whole gripe 
I guess, mm-hmm. with um, Christianity and spirituality is like, I don't really think that you can box whatever, whatever you call God. If you call God the universe, if you call him God, if you call him Allah. Yeah. I don't know what the Jews, they just call him God, right? I don't know. I'm not going to touch Yahweh? that one. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> but um, I don't, I don't like the idea of um, an organized religion because then that's where like, I feel like it becomes more about man and less about God and less about the spiritual experiences um, that you have with God. But in that, I don't really know how, if I'm not reading the Bible, because I don't really feel like that does anything for me, how am I developing a, a relationship yeah. with this thing, with this being, with this divine force? Yeah. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at. I don't really believe in hell, though, so. I want to not believe in it. I want to believe that, like, God, you know, is as forgiving as they say he is, and he's not really truly going to send anybody there. But then it's like, I just so much, so many years of like, so many formative years of indoctrination into that belief that like, even now, me not going to church and reading my Bible and praying and stuff like, is this really going to bite me? Yeah, 50 years down the road when I'm on my deathbed and I see the light and it's like light starts to go orange and I start falling <laughs> like Lil Nas X on the stripper pole down I'm to hell <laughs> like am I really am I just setting myself up for failure I don't know and I always have that in the back of my mind like mm-hmm. am I going to hell so should I just subscribe to Christianity to cover my ass but then it's almost like you know, they say, like, we have free will because God doesn't want robots. But then it's like, if I'm just doing this all for the purpose of not going to hell, is it really truly genuine? Yeah. And then I feel like, I don't know. I'm not calling myself God, but I also feel like if I was God, I would be able to tell the difference of you just doing things just because you are doing them because you think it's the right thing to do and because you genuinely want to do them and then what kind of people would you really accept into heaven the people that are just doing them so that they feel good about it or the people that genuinely are like no this is really my calling like I want to help people like Mm -hmm. I don't know because there used to be this thing oh my gosh when I was on Facebook I was still in um when I first started getting on Facebook I was still in like middle school so everyone was like my friend from the Adventist school and I remember they were all reposting this thing that was like, I would rather, um, I would rather follow God and then on my deathbed find out that there is no God than uh, be in the world and then on my deathbed find out that I should have been following God all along. And it's like, I would hate to, <laughs> I would hate to be doing good things because I'm afraid of someone in the sky sending me to hell and then find out that they don't even exist. I would be mad. I would. And I'm trying to figure out why no one else would be mad. Because no, also like, a- you should just be a good person because you want to be a good person because you see yeah. how it makes other people smile. Like when and you that's help why, them. And that's like, why I think like inherently you don't need religion or Christianity in particular to give you your morals. Like I think you can be a good person without it. And then you can't convince me that just because Australia Bay never went in front of a pastor and was like, I give my life 
my international lover and went in front of a pastor, went in front of a church full of witnesses and says, I accept God as my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I believe in it all. I want to live this life. You can't tell me that just because he never did that, that, but he still, you know, donated to charity and, you know, other good people things mm -hmm. is gonna go burn and how like that doesn't make sense to me yeah. like god is gonna be like you did everything right in your life but remember like you never came to me so your name isn't in the book of life yeah. but you still like are on record for all these other good things like that is just so like sinister like that's petty it's petty yeah and we know old testament god is very petty he is he's a jealous god jealous jealous petty so god. how can they tell me don't be jealous don't be this don't be that but old testament and you know they're like new testament jesus is different da, da, da. i'm like but it's all in the same book i'm not supposed to take all of it i'm supposed to not just like the old testament still exists yeah and god is turning people into pillars of salt mm -hmm. striking men down with flashes of lightning because they refuse to ejaculate in their dead brother's wife Bro. <laughs> it's just the way that you set that up was so um i need a second <laughs> oh god i thought and i really thought that you were about to talk about the ark of the covenant because didn't he strike them down for like touching the ark of the covenant i don't even know what that is i mean i've okay. heard of it i don't know that story so no one was not. supposed to touch it and then they went and they touched it and he was like okay so you're dead i told you not to touch it or like, or like when, um, who was it? Was it Moses? I don't know how for 40 years and 40 nights they were traveling from Egypt to the promised land. And like Moses ended up dying on that journey because I remember he like, he was angry at God and he like threw a rock or something. And God was like, fine, y'all aren't going to see this land for 40 years. Yeah. Like it's, it's something like that. And I'm just like, which I feel like is a natural response, right? So I've been um, on gentle parenting TikTok a lot mm -hmm. um, because in, it's like in an effort to reparent my own inner child. Uh, that's like, anyway. Um, and I'm just seeing the way that these parents talk to their children because they know that they're older. They're the older ones. They have more life experience and the kids are just acting out. And so would a benevolent God not be like, okay, well, yeah, I just have to be patient with you because I do have more experience than you. I have been here longer and I'm here to guide you and I'm here to help you, which is why I just don't, um, hate to say it. I just don't really believe in the God of the Bible of the old Testament, because I just don't really think like, what is that? <laughs> like, what is that for real? If, if humans, who are made in God's image could really like slow down and be like, okay, the way that my parents raised me wasn't really the best. So let me try to be patient and present with these children. Would the God that we're fashioned after not do the same thing? It's, you know, and it's just, these are the questions that stop me from really like fully giving myself back into like going back to the church. And then I see like on religion TikTok, these people who went to seminary, who went to go study like theology and stuff, and they're like, the stuff in the Bible, these King James versions, New International versions, whatever, the stuff that they're preaching to you 
is incorrect. Like, this isn't the way we learn it in school. Mm-hmm. Like, this is not what that word means. Yeah. And they're coming and they're just, and these are people that studied Christianity. They studied the books of, uh, of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. They studied what each word means. In and the original coming, Hebrew, yeah. In the original Hebrew. And they're coming to tell us on TikTok, like, you, you're trusting your pastor by faith alone. Because if your pastor went to a seminary or BYU University, whatever the fuck it is, I'm sorry. It's really hard. <laughs> they, they, they went to study this stuff. This isn't what they teach you in school. Yeah. And so it, it's very much like, what is the truth? I'm just, and you know, they say faith is, you know, believing in something you don't see, but like, I don't know. It's a, it's a big ask. Yeah. It's a big ask to blindly give myself to a, a figure in the sky who I have to believe is talking to me through a human on this planet about how to live my life. Especially, it's hard, especially when it doesn't resonate with you. Hmm like who you are as a person fundamentally when it it I don't know that's kind of hard to explain but like growing up in the church and it still doesn't resonate with me being indoctrinated in certain aspects because certain things I'm like okay like I really do believe this but certain other things I'm like "Mm, this was indoctrination but really just like being in it for like 19 years and it's still not resonating with like the fundamental the core parts of my soul that is terrifying because isn't that supposed to be the part that connects with you? God. Right. And I, God. And, I, and I have a big issue growing up even with following rules for the sake of following rules. And this is why my parents thought I was defiant, especially my mom. Cause I'm just like, well, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Why would I do this? Because in my heart of hearts, I'm just supposed to do what you say because like, no, I need to understand the reasoning behind it. And so like, when I start to learn on religion TikTok the reasoning behind this stuff, I'm like, well, it doesn't make sense. Like, yeah. and so like I fully get that. Like, it's not re- it's not connecting with the deepest parts of who I am to be like just follow this just because. Mm-hmm. Like, I even had someone, girl. I'm like a senior in high school, like really trying to make sense of my religion and like all this other stuff, and the the TA that came to like help with our Bible class because I think he was do we call it seminary does everyone call it seminary I don't know if it meant to I don't think seminary. I don't think everybody calls it seminary I think seminary might be like a type of like I don't know but he was he was going to that school and I think he had to like do an internship in like a bible class or something he was going to the Adventist one so mm-hmm. um and he was like just fake it till you make it that's what I had to do like and I really started seeing the Holy Spirit and I started connecting which in certain aspects I really do <clears throat> I see the value in faking it until you make it like like if you're in a bad mood just like faking happy until you're actually happy or like just like mm-hmm. doing things to get yourself out of it but a, a whole religious belief something that I'm supposed to base my entire belief system and life on that's kind of hard for me to fake I don't know <laughs> yeah, yeah no. I just don't really no. so it's hard I don't know it's hard to like especially uh because my family, I don't think, I think my mom, like, got to the point where she chilled out a little bit, and then she got married to a pastor, and, like, 
renewed her faith like with vigor vigor yes <clears throat> which I love that for her if that works for her but a lot of my family is like they haven't chilled out so they really don't understand where I'm coming from where it's like no like this really doesn't make sense and every every conversation that we have where I'm like trying to I've, I've stopped trying to explain how I feel about things mm. um because it's just like you're gonna be like not gaslight that feels like such a strong word but they're gonna tell me that my experience is like the devil like trying to trying to bring me away from god and i'm like but mm -hmm. no like this really doesn't make sense and it really doesn't resonate with me as a person and it's kind of i don't know it's kind of hurtful and it kind of makes um my spiritual journey a little harder yeah but i feel like i'm surprised that they're surprised because my grandma Ooh, am i breaking up i kind of heard like an echo and no, you're good. Um, my grandma was literally the person who converted her whole family to Adventism. So, like, how did she pick that one out of all her? her um, well, if you go back to the very first episode of the podcast, um, I, I remember grandma, listening to it. That's um, fine. I'm shouting it out for other people. Um, <laughs> but if you go back and listen to the first episode of the podcast, uh, my grandma talks about her journey into Adventism in full detail. Uh, it's one of my favorite episodes. I think it's really interesting. But essentially, um, her uncle was an Adventist and he was getting like pamphlets sent to the house and then she started reading them and she was like, oh, this is how we should be living. And so she like converted her family. But it's like, they were, I think they were Methodists before. But it's like, if you got curious about another religion and you've discovered that something worked better for you, why are you surprised that I am doing the same thing? Discovering mm -hmm. something that works better for me isn't this so yeah don't really know this is also probably the first time they're gonna hear me uh say my opinion so hey y'all <laughs> <laughs> i remember one time uh i think this was like when twins started getting into worldly things and this is after we had moved here and my dad came to visit and so we're all getting ready to go to church and Toyin's like sitting at the dining room table like on the computer and my dad's like why aren't you dressed and dude, this isn't a battle that I'm willing to fight so I'm like I'll just go to church for you know like when my dad leaves I can tell my mom I don't want to go to church and he's not going to force me to go to church so when my dad's here I'm not just gonna go back and forth with him about going to church I'll just get dressed but Toyin was like yeah I'm not going to church and he's like well wait, wait, why what do you mean you're not going to church? And she's like, I just don't feel like it. I'm not in a space where I want to go to church and do all these church things. Like, I just don't want to. And, you know, this is her getting into more new age stuff, like the crystals and the tarot cards and all that kind of stuff. And my dad looks at my mom and my mom's like, I've had a talk with her. I've done what I can. She's 22 years old. She's going to make her own decision. I'm not forcing her to go to church. If you want to try to force her, that is going to be you and her alone having that battle. And he's like, no, like, you have to talk about this. What do you mean? You're not going to church. So that's the only time like you'll hear my dad's like accent like come out because he doesn't really have a strong one. But he, I don't remember if she went to church that day, but I just remember being like, good for her. <laughs> so, like, <staring laughs> at my dad. My dad's not really somebody. Like, my dad's is the wrong word but he's like a very 
silence authority. Like mm-hmm. you don't ever want to do something where you have to be reported to my dad, but he's not just like, he's the opposite of my mom. My mom is very much like yell, scream, shout, kick, cry. And with like fewer long-term consequences. And my dad is like the last frontier. Like if you do something that gets to my dad, you will be paying for it. Girl. <laughs> very severely. Very severely. Yeah. I was like, I've heard the stories. Good for her. Good for her to like stand up to my dad to be like, I'm not going to church. I just don't feel like it. So and then I don't I don't want to put Zoe's business out there, but she um don't put Zoe's business out. She well, it's not bad. She um this Does is she, twenty I need you to think about it. No, no, no. Twenty twenty okay. summer. Twenty twenty summer. <laughs> she I guess I don't and I you know, Zoe hadn't lived with us for many years. I mean Zoe has had our own rock relationship. So I don't know like when it really started. But she like had a copy of the Quran and everything and like I guess was reading it. And so I don't know if she subscribed to like Islam or what her deal is, but like she's very much, you know, done her own thing over the years and I guess it led her at a point in time to Islam. And apparently my 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 dad's mom grew up Muslim and then met my grandpa and converted like her my grandma was in a home that was like polygamous mm-hmm. yeah like and I guess it was very much like the other wives did like my grandma because like her mom was like educated and like had her own money and stuff and they're like how can she be doing this and the husband's like she has her own money she wants to do it she's gonna do i'm not gonna stop her from doing it like and then sent my grandma to school and everything and like those other kids like aren't going to school because like i guess my great-grandpa like wasn't gonna pay for all of them to go to school i don't really know there's a lot of questions about (laughs) my dad's side of the family upbringing but yeah she grew up in a polygamous home and then i guess met um my grandfather and converted to christianity and then became the most godly woman I've ever experienced. She will wake up at the crack of dawn, the sun barely over the horizon to do praise and worship. She doesn't wear black. She was uh, sleeping in my cousin's room when she came to visit and was like, no, we don't have lights. These cousins are black. It's very, very, like, she like every time she texts me like we don't text often and she's my last grandparent so maybe I should like get on that but um (laughs) we're just we're not very close um but every time she does text me hi Hannah like I hope you're doing well remember the end is near God is coming (laughs) that is so stressful it's very stressful and I'm like I don't I don't know how to respond to this one. I'm not <laughs> going to respond. You just be like, but, love you too. Have a great day. Heart the message. She she's very much um, you know, so deep into faith. Honestly, that so she's a queen in. for not wearing black though. 
I feel like that's like a real spiritual thing because I I know a lot of um, people like on their spiritual journey they'll wear white throughout like until they're done so I just feel mm-hmm. like um, that's well, something very I- I mean, this is allegedly, and I'm trying to think if I've ever seen her wear black. Like, maybe she wears navy blue. I've seen her in navy blue. But now, like, when I when I heard that statistic that she doesn't wear black, I'm like, is she black? She's a queen. She's about her spiritual business. Very, Never letting the know. dark magic of the devil. Oh, my God. I remember this one time my parents went to uh where did they go I don't know somewhere for their anniversary when we're living in Nigeria so she came to watch us and Harry Potter was on the tv and we're like oh yes like our parents are home we can finally watch it yes 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 oh my god and so we started watching it and grandma came down the stairs and she's like what is this no 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 you can't you can't stun it stun it stun it and Toyin got so upset that she screamed in my grandma's face and was like why do you have to make everything so difficult and stormed up the stairs and slammed her door (laughs) so how badly did she get beat (laughs) because I don't I don't know I don't know if my grandma ever snitched to my parents that that happened. Mm -hmm. Like, because I don't think I remember her getting in trouble for it. I think my grandma was just like, okay, she's a little upset. I guess I'm going to let her (laughs) calm down. So then, okay, I really want to know, how did you get into Harry Potter? Because even for your birthday this year, you're like, let's go to the Wizarding World and Universal. I still have not seen Harry Potter. Like, I wasn't allowed to watch it, and now I don't care. Okay, so that's how I was. Um, I had grown up never being allowed to read the books, never being allowed to watch the movies. And it was, like, 20... It might have been 2020. I think this is the first time that they put it on HBO Max. Or I guess it was HBO Now before they changed it to HBO Max. But I was like, you know, like, I've never seen it. I'm probably never going to read the books because, like, the movies are here. And now to go and buy six books, it's so much easier. Seven books, it's so much easier for me to just watch the movies. And also, you don't want to so put any I, more pocket in J.K. Rowling's. I mean, any more money in J.K. Rowling's pocket. I mean, she probably because... gets a check every time, you know, you scroll past Ugh. it on, on HBO. <laughs> But I remember watching it and I was like, I missed out. I missed out. This is an amazing film series. Oh my God. I was so like, and now I'm like, I want to be a witch. Like, this is exactly what my parents didn't want to happen. I'm like, one day I'm like going on Pottermore and like what's my wizarding house oh my god what's my Patronus I'm a I'm a Ravenclaw that means nothing to me Ugh. for all those that 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 know what their their wizarding houses I'm a Ravenclaw my Patronus is a mink which I found it is a very common Patronus and I'm very upset about it because I'm like I want my Patronus to be something very I guess your Patronus is like your essence that's how I would describe it I'm gonna go plug my phone up because you're not talking to me you're talking to the, the listeners so to, to the listeners yeah 
Um, so yes, my, my house is Ravenclaw and I just realized that, you know, it's, it's almost harmless. Like I don't see, and I, watching it, I was like, I don't see the big deal and why my parents didn't let us watch it. Like it's fantasy. It's pure fantasy. Like we know, I mean, as far as we know, witches and wizards and mermaids and vampires, all those things in reality don't exist. There may be humans that believe that they're witches and wizards and attempt to practice the dark arts but like what are you talking about i just so for everyone who's not watching i i really did get up and go plug my phone up i don't know what hannah's been talking about i was i was (laughs) saying i was saying that like when i was watching her father for the first time and i got done with it i was like I, I felt like you know i really missed out and i didn't see the big deal in it and maybe it's because i'm older and less impressionable I don't know you know and I say that as I 30 seconds ago said I want to be a witch (laughs) (laughs) I'm just like it's all fantasy like I'm like it's literally fantasy it's fake I'm not gonna pick up a stick and do Wingardium Leviosa and the dresser is gonna start moving yeah like it's fake so I don't understand why like especially like my parents could have let us watch it and then you know, we're still going to church and being like, okay, you're going to watch it, understand that it's fake, da 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 and still indoctrinated me further to be like, God is real. He can do all these things. You can't. If he wanted to walk on water, he's going to walk on water. If he wanted to have fire come out of the palms of his hands, he's going to do it. I feel like that would have been... I feel like a lot, of, that okay. uh, a lot of kids are sheltered because parents don't know how to explain things of the world, of the world to their children. And instead of learning, now I have to be inexperienced in things. Because I like, there have been so many people that I've dated who have not, well, I guess dated is a loose term, but I remember (laughs) um, my ex, the only one that I acknowledged, shout out to Brett. there were like a lot of things that he had to teach me and there was no like malice behind it, but it was so easy to take advantage of me. Like two years ago, even like I'm 25. I would love to say like, Oh, when I was a teenager, it was so easy to take advantage of me. No, like it was so easy to take advantage of me about six months ago. (laughs) Like (laughs) Because I just didn't know any better. I was so naive and so inexperienced. And I feel like sheltering me, didn't really help because I didn't stay in the church anyway. And so now there's just a whole bunch of things that I don't know that I wasn't exposed to. And I feel like the only reason that I'm sort of balanced out a little bit is because my dad would like take me on trips. Like I visited, I was Mm. out of the country a lot. So I'm cultured, but a bit naive. Mm -hmm. And it's just a lot. I don't know if to me, if you can't explain something to a child, then that's something that you need to revisit within yourself because children yeah. are pretty children are pretty easy to explain things to I don't know like right. I, I babysit my cousin's uh kids sometimes my little cousins and um they'll be like well why why can't we do this why can't we do that and I'll sit and I'll explain to them like why they can't do like, this it won't just be like oh because you're in my house and I'm different than your parents it's like no you, like this is yeah the reason behind it and they're like oh okay and we just go back to watching videos on YouTube. And that's it. <laughs> it's so simple. It's so simple to explain things to kids. Because you, like, use the simplest words. You can't touch the stove because it's very hot. And you're going to burn your hands. 
and that'll be it not like they parents overcomplicate things because they like nobody it's just you know generational nobody explained it to them they have to figure it out for themselves blah, 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 blah. like if somebody's calling me on facetime and it's i can't say who it is i will not okay i'm busy you should maybe text them and say like hey let me call you back but yeah i think that you made um a very good point and that they really could have been like okay well you can watch this and you can know it's not real because eventually there was a point where um not to expose her she might be mad at me for this but um my mom let me watch that so raven like she sat and she watched the episode with me and she was like oh okay like this isn't bad but you know this isn't real right and i'm like yeah like psychics aren't real which now i'm i'm questioning but um <laughs> but back then i was really like yeah That's no psychics aren't real like they don't um they don't exist this isn't real this is just hijinks and we would watch it together because one she saw that it was more important for me to see a black girl on tv than for me to be like oh my gosh i'm like psychics are real and blah 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 because i never yeah. like i never really like, got into I that was, but I then sorry hold on but then that uh trickled into us watching wizards of waverly place because i also knew that that wasn't real like but her cousin came to stay with us one time and I turned it on because I had T-voted it. It was Friday. I could watch all my shows. My homework was done. Like school was out. I turned it on. Her cousin was like, oh, so this is what we watch in, in this house? We watch witchcraft? I was like, bro. My mom's like, just turn it off. We gonna watch it another time. But it's like, my mom had taken the time and maybe it was easier because it was just like, because I'm her only kid. Cause it's just me mm -hmm. and her. So we had to get along or else mm -hmm. I don't really know what I, I would be an orphan. I guess she would put me in foster care. I don't know. But because she had explained, she had taken the time to explain like, this isn't real. We were able to enjoy these things and still go about our Christian lives. It's not that yeah. hard. And I know Christians who were allowed to watch Harry Potter and stuff growing up. And I'm like, it doesn't make them any less Christian. Like, I don't know. It's just, almost laziness on their part i agree mm -mm. do better parents mom if you're listening I'm done. you should have just explained it because <laughs> no we love you marionette because like with <laughs> no marionette and, slander on the podcast <laughs> <laughs> me and me and uh kira you know we just finished re-watching the harry potter series and that's why i was like, I really want to go for my birthday um I was like I think you know when I have kids I'm gonna buy the books and like read to them mm -hmm. the Harry Potter series so they don't miss out on this like and so probably I'm like you know it's fake as much as you want to get your your letter in the mail from the owl to go to Hogwarts <laughs> it's never coming and you're never going <laughs> and like it, it like it could have been so fun but it had to be turned into an evil thing I remember one time I, I might have been like one years old because I think my sister was like three um she went to church one day and she came home from church and threw away all of our Disney movies all of our Disney princess movies your sister like, did toying and was like she told my parents in her little girl voice the devil is inside these movies and my parents let her throw away 
our VHSs of Cinderella, Snow White, Ariel, all of them women almost said bitches. No, I did say bitches. Okay. She threw away all of, all of the, the Disney movies because the quote unquote devil was inside these movies. And my parents so proud, like our little Christian girl. I could see maybe Pocahontas. And the only reason I'm saying that is because my little cousins weren't allowed to watch Pocahontas. Like my aunt was like the talking tree, the spirit of the tree. We don't believe in that. But it's also like, just say like, that's not real. We don't believe in that. There are some people who do. We are just not those people. I don't get it. Cinderella, the little mermaid. I mean, Cinderella, she has the fairy godmother that's doing magic and making pumpkins turn into chariots and other kind of stuff. Snow White, the old witch lady, that that actually freaked me out, like, as a kid watching it. Like, Snow White is the most believable of them all because she was poisoned and she woke up from being poisoned. She was in a coma and now she's awake. Where is the devil in that? I mean, the kiss, you shouldn't be kissing the spirit of the woman to poison her even mm. devilish satanic but also Ariel, so you're gonna you're gonna find the devil wherever you look for him you can you can find the devil wherever okay. you look for him so it's just like you really just have to i don't know if you're gonna be religious at all you just have to be vigilant and you just have to know that your kids your family members they're gonna interact with these things as much as you want to shelter them because you can find the devil in anything if you if you're looking for Mm -hmm. it just the way that you can find god in everything oh my gosh girl i'd be i'd be driving to my aunt's house 30 minutes away and the clouds will part and the sun ray will come i'm like god loves me what is that oh my gosh (laughs) it's a beautiful day i'm like god god loves me i am that girl i am number one (laughs) she my aunt like cash out at the thrift store uh, for my work clothes I'm like God loves me this is this is proof of God's love like you could really just find it anywhere anywhere you look what were you about to say sorry have you ever like had God or a figure like appear to you in a dream I don't think so I remember I thought that my ex's mom came to me in a dream once but I don't I don't know if I made that up so I I remember and I've never forgotten this dream. One of my AirPods just died. Great. I hate these things so much. Can you still hear me? Yeah. Okay. I'm just gonna put this one away. Um so my this was 2012. So I was in Canada with my aunt that I'm at her house now and her kids when they were small. Mm-hmm. And I'm sleeping on the couch and I'm, you know, dreaming. I'm on top of a canyon, you know, like the canyon is like flat at the top and they have their like gorges and whatever on the bottom. So I'm riding this white horse on top of this canyon and we get to this like gap in the canyon where either you're going to stop or you're going to fall in because it's like too far of a jump for the horse to make. And so as we're getting closer, I'm like, okay, horse, like chill out. We need to stop. And the horse is like blazing for it. And I'm like, stop, stop, stop. Oh my God, oh my God, we're gonna die. Ah! The horse gets to the edge and jumps. And as soon as the horse feet leaves the ground, the whole dream goes white. Like, like, uh, like somebody has a dentist light in my face like, and all I see is just white. Yeah. And, 
there's a voice and the voice is like, Hannah, Hannah, I'm waiting for you. Come to me when you're ready. I'm getting chill talking about it. Oh, I'm waiting for you. Like whenever you're ready, Hannah, I'm here. I woke up bawling my eyes out. Yeah. And I'm just like, what is this? I don't, I don't who, who is that in my dream? And like, I want to believe that it's God telling me like, come to me when you're ready. I'm ready to accept you as my daughter. And I'm like, didn't I do this when I was like six? I went to the altar. Like, shouldn't my name be on page 10 of the book? <laughs> like, I have my membership card. but like that is that is like one of the dreams and I feel like I've had a couple others over my lifetime but like that one is just one that like really stuck out to me that I'm like to this day still convinced that it was God talking to me in my dream and my mom's had a few of those where she you know she had moved out of her parents house and I guess moved in with a friend but it like it wasn't working out and so she's like driving home one day and she's like, man, like, what do I do? Like, I don't really want to go back to my parents' house. Like, should I, like, look for another place? I'm really confused. Da, 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 da. And she said, like, it was like God was sitting in the back seat. It was like, go home. She's like, ah! like, stop her car. Like, who is talking to me? <laughs> like, she's had one of those. I remember one time she said she was asleep in her room. And, like, I guess her, like, feet were hanging off the bed. And she felt hands grab her ankles and begin to like pull her into the closet and she screamed jesus and the hands left her alone i need to get your mom on the podcast obviously (laughs) oh i think my mom would be really good to have on the podcast yeah she you know she's had uh, i think her christianity experience with the lord would be very interesting to tell because she, I guess, didn't grow up Christian and then brought her family to Christ. And I feel like my mom has become very more accepting of, like, you know, some people are not Christian, you know, especially seeing how her kids are turning out. I think she's more like, as long as they're good people, you know, would I love for them to come with me to church and, you know, have communion and da, da, da. did y'all go to church on Christmas? Well, not on Christmas because you're not a dentist. But like the day after Christmas, did you guys go to church as a family? Uh, no, I don't know. It depends. We went. We went whenever the next Sunday was. I'm talking about yeah. this year when you went to go visit your mom or last year. Like oh, last no. My mom is not messing around with COVID, and then Io got COVID, so we're not. Does he yeah. still have it? Oh my god! Yeah. Okay. Well, prayers up for Io, because yes, prayers up for Io. Yeah, he still had it like two days ago or three days ago. So hopefully, like we'll get a negative test soon. But no, we didn't go to church. So we would like go to church like in Nigeria on New Year's and like pray into the new year and everything. And I'm just like, oh. I'm at a party with my friends. (laughs) We used to be here. My mom was like, nine o'clock, we're going home. (laughs) We're not praying into the new year. We're going home. Why? Because she wanted to be in her house. As would I. What do you mean? I'm here at 12 (laughs) and then I still have to drive home after midnight. I'm sleepy. (laughs) And I think I was like eight or nine when we stopped doing that. So I probably wasn't even staying awake. 
Oh no, every year we would go, every year that we were in Nigeria for Christmas. And I think after, cause normally we would like do a Christmas trip. Um, and then my dad left the greatest company known to man with the best benefits anybody's ever experienced. Oh, never forgive him for that. Um, so we stopped traveling for Christmas and started spending Christmases in Nigeria. And then that's really when we <clears throat> would like go to church on New Year's. And it was like four and a half hours of like praise. And we're so like, can't we just come at 11.30 and then stay and then leave at 12.10? Like, why do we have to get here at 9.30? For what? They're singing the same songs that we hear every Sunday. But now they're singing them literally on a, and the way a lot of those, like, Yoruba songs are, it's like a loop, like a continuous loop. Mm-hmm. Like, you just have the drums going, do 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 do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-
but also girl, I'm a little like, congested. I'm breaking out you're gonna cut this part out right no because we haven't closed yet okay well thank you well, everybody maybe. thank you jordan for having me on the podcast very happy to be here um i had fun talking to you it was really hard not to curse you didn't succeed you've been cursing the I whole didn't time su- no no but it was like less than 10 times okay i'll count yes okay yeah i want you're not going to but put a little curse counter uh, that it's sounds gonna like be like- so much effort i will not be doing that um <laughs> But yeah, so do you have any socials you want to shout out? Follow my TikTok, which is wowhannahlmfao. Um, My Twitter, I want all my Twitter, oh my God. No. Hannah, no, okay. My Instagram, I'm pretty on there. Um, Hannah underscore Audi, like the car, A-U-D-I. And I guess if you find my Twitter, then you can have it. But I'm not going to shout it out. But it's very easy to deduct what my Twitter would be. Um, but I'm funny on Actually, my Twitter is... Oof, that other one died, didn't it? Fucking shit. Okay. Love that you're on the No Cursing podcast. Cursing. <laughs> my Twitter is Hannah Audi. No underscore. Um yeah thank okay. you and you can find me at the at black spirituality pod on instagram and my personals i changed it it's at jordan takes space i've changed it since i recorded this episode i had a lot of trouble with that um the last time i was shouting out my socials this time i got it so <laughs> Um, and this podcast is on spotify hopefully you guys are listening on spotify oh my gosh yes please give us a rating on apple Podcasts, on soundcloud and on spotify now yay Um, so yeah thank you for joining us and i'll see you next time bye bye